We're holding Peiches Amadalif, in the middle of the Machloikis of Rabbi Yossi and Rabbonon, um, when Matan Torah was Vavar Zayin, and Rav's explanation that it depends when Rishchidosh Sivan was, Sunday or Monday. So now we're going to bring a Baraisa, which Lechaira puts it very clearly, now it's going to be very clearly the other way around, very clearly like Rabbonon, and therefore, there'll be a question on, again, Rava's explanation in Rabbi Yossi. How can we say that according to Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Yossi, Rishchidosh was on a Sunday? Now, it's not really a strong question because we had clear Bryce's the opposite before. But again, we, we, we loved that when they asked the questions, were they, all toge- they weren't necessarily all together. Each one asked their own Bryce alone. So they found a Bryce uh, which clearly says that Rishchidosh was on a Monday, which is uh, Rav's explanation in Rabbonon. So how can he explain in Rabbi Yaisi that Rishchidosh was on a Sunday? Toshma detanya b'seider oilam. There's a price we have it till today called Seder oilam. History, basically, Jewish history or world history, according to Torah. So it says like this. Nisan, what happened in Rishchidosh Nisan? Sheboi yotzu Yisrael mitzrayim. They went out of Mitzrayim. On Yudal the Shechta the Korban Pesach, Bachamisha Osar Yotzu they left on Tezvol Shabbos, and that day was Erev Shabbos. They say. Now, if we calculate the same calculation we had before, that Nisan has thirty days and Ir has twenty-nine days, so therefore Rishchidosh Sivan has to be removed three days from Rishchidosh Nisan. So if Rishchidosh Nisan was on a Friday, so then Rishchidosh Sivan has to be on a Monday. So the Chayyim that supports Rabbanan's opinion, since Rishchidosh Nisan was on a Friday, Rishchidosh Nisan was on a Sunday because it's two days removed, because it's a 30-day month, and Sivan was on a Monday because it's a 29-day month. So it's one day removed from here. It's a question on Rav's explanation in Rabbi Yaisi. Not a problem. This is nice. Now, based on what we say over here, then we'll say that the Braisa, which said earlier, that Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim was on a Thursday, we don't have to come to the explanation. We said that there were two 30-day months L'chari, you could say that, no, that b'rais, those b'raises are all Rabbi Yossi, and this b'rais of Seder Oilom is Rabbanon, which say that Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim was on a Friday. Now, L'poil, we do accept that Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim was on a Thursday, and Rishchidosh Sivan was on a Monday, and Shavuos was on, uh, was on Vav. That's what's accepted, and that's the whole thing that those days, not those days, the first year was actually not 50 days. In other words, Shavuos was not in the 50th day, it was in the 51st day, so it's not exactly the way we do it today. So I'm not really sure, I didn't look into it to see how come we came to that conclusion to keep the explanation that Rabbonon hold that there were two full months, rather than saying that according to Rabbonon, Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim was on a Friday, and then the, the, then the, the rules could be the same as today. And and Stephen could be on a 
could be on a, on, on, on a Monday and Matan Tere could be on a Shabbos and Vav. Good. Okay. Now we're asking another question again on Rava's explanation in Abyasi. It says like this. Toshma Rabbi Amen. Besheni on Beisivan. All of Meshav Yorad. Meshav went up to Hashem. Hashem told them, Eden are special, Eden are considered the Mamlachas Kanim. He went down, told Eden. Beshlishi, all of Yorad. And the third day on Gimel, he went up. Hashem told him, make a boundary around Harsinai. He went down, told Eden. Bedalid. On Dalit Sivan, Yorad, he went down to tell them, stay away from your wife. For Tilmatan And he didn't go back up until Matan Now, there's a detail missing in the story. He went down. When was he up? Yesterday, he already went down from Rasinai. Where did he come down from? So there's a side question. We didn't mention that he went up that day. Why is he coming down? Okay, you're right. Make a small correction in the Braisa. Elabiravi, all of the Yorad. On Dalit, he went up and down. Fine. Okay. Bechamishi bonum is beach. He built in his beach, Vikra of Korban. Bechishi lehoyelay pnai. On Vav, he had no time. So it doesn't say why he had no time. My love, Mishum Torah. Probably, why didn't he have any time? He was busy giving the Torah to the Yidin. It's an interesting thing. I don't understand that. Can I have a meaning of the Gemara? How could we think that the Bryce is saying he had no time giving the Torah? That means he went up. He went up to give the Torah. It doesn't mention that he went back up. It sounds like he didn't go up because he didn't have time. I don't understand why the Havamina was that it means that he got the Torah. But still, that was the Havamina, that he had no time because he had to get the Torah. And this is Rabbi Yossi speaking. So the Chayra, this proves that Rabbi Yossi holds that on Vav Sivan was Matan Torah. My love, the Chayra, Mishum Torah. Says him, what a lie. Mishum Torah Shabbos. The reason why he didn't have time, because it was out of Shabbos. He was busy preparing for Shabbos. I mean, with preparation, I'm not sure. And I guess he was still home. Pirish Mina Isha was after Matan Torah. She was still helping at home to cook, to clean um, for Shabbos. Yeah, so that's why he was busy. So therefore, it still stays. Rabbi Yaisi still holds that Matan Torah was on Zion. Okay. Fine. That's that. Also, it's interesting. What chat? Okay, I'm not a hundred percent sure this whole thing over here. Fine. Okay. Fine. Says the Gemara. The Gemara is going to be one more brisa, or or not brisa. Was I'm sorry. Uh, uh, something which was passed on. Which will fit to Rabbon. Don Ashahu Glilo came down from Eretz Yisrael, from the Golim, came down a Chochem, and he said a Drosha, I'll lay the Rabchista before Rabchista. 
he said like this, Brich Nachmon, Gebenesh Tiz Hashem, the Yoiv that he gave, Urian Tlisoi, he gave a triple Torah, a Torah which is divided to Torah, Nevi, Muksuvi, Le'am Tlisoi, to a triple nation, a nation divided into three, the three categories amongst Yidin, Kenim, Levim, and Yisraelim, through the third, the third in the family. Moshe Rabbeinu was his third, the third in this family. It was uh, first Miriam, and then Aaron, and then Moshe. Um, on the third day, third day of what? The third day since they separated from the wife. On the third day, he gave the Torah. B'yachet in the third month, which is Sivan. Kiman, this old Rasha, who does it fit to? Kirabona. Now, why are we bringing this at the end? It could be that we're trying to say that that was the accepted opinion. I mean, this Gilila was an Amir. It doesn't say he was saying it over from Tanoim. So I guess we're just proving that the Amiraim accepted Rabbanon's opinion. That the Amiraim accepted the Matan Taylor wasn't Vopsiv. That's the Khaira. Why this is the conclusion of this whole sugi. Rav Nisim Goyen brings a lot of other things. How, how the trade is divided into three. Yeah. Um, there's, uh, there's a lot of the, there's three davenings, Shachas Mulchamayrev, three Kodesh, Moshe has three letters in his name. And he's from Shevet Levi, which is the third Shevet, which has three letters in his name. He didn't come from Avi Yitzchak and Yankov. Fine. Sinai in the Torah is also written with three names, with three letters, Samach, Nun, Yud. The Torah has to do with the number three. So there's a lot of things how the Torah has to do with the number three. And one of them is that the Torah was given on the third day. Fine. Okay. Now that we're talking about Matan Torah, we'll, just, we'll continue discussing about Matan Torah. The Pasuk says that the Eden came to her Sinai they received the Torah. They stood on the bottom of the mountain, literally right in front of the mountain. That's the Pashat of Shad. Again, I say literally, I mean the Pashtus, simply speaking. But literally, it means on the bottom of the mountain, which means under the mountain. Why does it say under the mountain, not Liyadahar, Liragliyahar? Melamidus teaches us that Hashem turned over the mountain on them like a big pail, like a big, uh, like a big pail, like a big bucket. He turned it over on top of them and they were covered with the mountain. And he told them, if you receive the Torah Mutov, okay. And if not, there will be your burying place. There is obviously in a in a nice expression, as in here. Okay, the Pashat Pshat, the way Tosis explains is that they already accepted the Torah, but they might get scared when they see the big revelation about the Torah. They might change their mind. Says no, 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 no. Once you agreed, you agreed. No, there's no, there's no backing out. And obviously, it's for their benefit. They shouldn't also back out and lose out on something which is really good for them. So he wants to make sure they don't change their mind. Um, that's 
in general. Now, Api Hasidus, Api Hasidus, the explanation we give is that Kafa Mahar means he revealed a strong love to them. Such a strong love that it was like impossible for them to say no to receive the Torah. Because Ahar refers to love, like an extension from one thing to another. He showed his great love to the Eden, and because of that, they couldn't refuse accepting the Torah. Okay. Excuse me, Mori. Since they only had the first two mitzvahs from the Abishtah, when did they hear them about the Kafal and Gegigit? Before, 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 before Matan So did they hear it directly from Abishtah or what did Moshe Rabbeinu told them? Moshe could have told them, yeah. Yeah, they see a mountain over you and, you know, there's a very little option. Okay, continue. Uh, I'm not sure exactly. It could be a basket. It could be the different levels of revelation. That they that they receive, but not, not the same as Matan Torah. No. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Moshe Rabbeinu uh, turned over. Uh, I'm sorry. The Eved turned over this mountain and and told them that they must accept the Torah. This is some sort of a disclaimer for the acceptance of the Torah. We accepted the Torah, and therefore we're accountable. If we don't keep the Torah, Hashem says, how come? But they were able to excuse themselves and say, you know, we, we would have backed out. And he pushed us into it. And therefore, that reduces the punishment. However, Amar Rava, that expired already. That disclaimer already expired. You don't have any more excuses. Why not? The Pashtab Shat is, after the nest, as Rashi says, Hashem was so kind to them, saved them from total elimination. They said, you know what, now we're accepting the Torah full-heartedly, no disclaimers. So from then on, all the excuses expired. The Chesivas, it says, The Eden accepted upon themselves, established upon themselves. They already accepted the Torah. They accepted the Torah. But it wasn't so strong. Came, put him, and they validated that acceptance that they accepted before. So this explains that they accepted it during the Xayr. The fact that during the Xayr they had a choice of denying their belief in Hashem and then they would be saved. They definitely had a choice not to keep the Torah in the beginning when Haman decreed against the Torah as well. And nevertheless, they accepted it. That brought out that their acceptance of Torah is totally from them, from the Yechida, from the depth of their nefesh. It's not just because Hashem brought them into it. And therefore, since they revealed the deep part of a Yid that accepts the Torah from himself, that doesn't expire. Until then, it was based on the fact that they had a revelation from Hashem. And then comes the time of Golos, we don't have that revelation. So it's not strong because it's not part of us. Then it was revealed that it's part of them. Okay. Amar Chizkiyah. Based on this thing that the Yidin were told that, you know, either accept the Torah or else, there's another thing which happened when they accepted the Torah. Amar Chizkiyah mai dichsi mishamai mishamai todin eretz yoro vishokot. Until him it says Hashem voiced the, the mitzvahs from, from Shemayim, and the earth 
was in fear and was quiet. Now, if it was in fear, it should tremble, it should make a loud noise. And if it was quiet, it sounds like it was calm. Was it calm or was it trembling? Um, was it was it calm? Was it were they trembling? In Yara, Lama Shakata. If they 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 were in fear, why were they quiet? Why are they quiet at the same time? Vim Shakata, and if they were quiet, Lama Yara doesn't go together. It was in stages. They were the world was afraid and then it calmed down. Why? The Lama Yara, why was it afraid? Why does it say with a hey, hey, Lomali? Why do we need the extra hey? Malamid this teaches us Hashem in a condition with the creation. He told them. If the Eden accept the Torah, you can stay. If not, I'm going to bring you back to the way you were before. In other words, the whole world was only created for you to keep the Torah. If not, there's no point. So since there's no point, it would, it would nullify the whole existence of the creation. And therefore, they were trembling. Who knows if we're still going to be around? Came out and turned and said, Yes, we're accepting. Now we can continue existing. Right? Okay. Continues the Gemara. Doresh Reb Simoy, this is a famous quote. Bishar Shigdimu Yisrael, Nasa the Nishma. When Yidin said Nasa before Nishma, Bo Shishim Ribisha Malachi Asharis came 600,000 Malachim. And to every single Jew, they tied snake sorry, two crowns, one representing the fact that they accepted to do the mitzvahs, and one connected the, the, the fact that they accepted to, to listen, to understand the Torah. These crowns were not physical crowns. Tesla explains it was similar to what Moshe had later, shine of glory, uh, shine of Kedusha, so they had like two shines of Kedusha that the Malachim had tied to them. Why two? Heard they they uh, they did three good things over here. They said they'll do the Torah, they said they'll learn, and they did first doing it and then learning. So the simple explanation is that this each one has a specialty. Doing as a specialty, learning as a specialty, but its specialty only happens if the order is that I accept to do the Torah before I hear what the Torah has to say. In other words, that I have a full devotion and then I take it in. So then the specialty of doing is complete, it's a complete devotion. Then the specialty of understanding is complete. I'm taking in the Torah in its purity. I'm not just taking in my understanding of the Torah. So in order for each one to have its specialty, it has to be in this order. First, nice and then Nishma. Fine. But the cave of the Ego. Here they had to have double of bad malachim, or Pirkum and they removed it. Why? Because each bad malach has less power than a good malach, and therefore a bad malach can only remove one crown. And therefore, each bad malach removed one of those crowns, one of those uh, uh, kedusha things that he didn't have. Shenemah, as it says, 
Bnei Yisrael, Yidin removed as Edyom the crown that they received from Har Sinai. And Vayisnatzlu is like a double, stronger expression, meaning to say it wasn't just one Malach, it was two Malach. They received both crowns on Harsinai. And by Harsinai, they removed it. How do we know that they received it on Harsinai? As we just said before. They removed it by Harsinai. As it says, removed. I don't understand exactly the Chiddush. The in, in the in the in, in the events, it's obvious that they did it by Harsinai because the eagle was done by Harsinai, and right away they had to remove it. So obviously it was removed by Harsinai. Why is it like such a big Chiddush? You have to learn from the Pasik, I'm not sure. But we're learning from the Pasik two things. As it's the crown that they received by Harchirev. And by Yom, whether they remove the crown, my Archive also by Harsina. Was both by Harsina. Fine. Maybe he's just trying to say that the Pasik is saying both. The fact that the Eden received crowns by Harsina doesn't say clearly in the Pasik. In the Pasik, you could just understand they took off their crowns. And when did they take it off? By Harsina. But we don't know when they got them. So we're learning the Pasuk that it's saying two things. They removed the crown that they received by her Chodif. So here we see in a Pasuk that they received crowns by her Chodif. And when did they remove it by her Chodif as well? Okay. When Moshe had the ray of glory that he received by the second Luchis, where did it come from? From all the crowns of all the Yid. They lost that glory and Moshe received it all for them. The Samech, because it says right after the fact that they removed the crowns, Umayshe Yikach So either we can make a comma, Umayshe Yikach. Moshe took it all. Or another chapter actually says, Moshe Yikach Oil could also mean the shine. Behilu, Hilo, is a shine. Behilu Neire in the shine of his light. So he took the shine. The shine that he didn't have, he took it for himself. Okay. Now, good news. Hashem will bring back in the future this shine that we, we lost by Harsinai. We're going to get it back. How do we know that? As it says, Those that will be redeemed by Hashem will return. They will come to Yerushalayim with, with, uh, with singing. And the happiness of always will be on their head. Now, how does the happiness on their head? The happiness they once upon a time had. They had this happiness that they had this glory. Al-Roshim will be back on their head. They'll have the glory again. Fine. Now that we're speaking about and about Nasa and Nishma. They said the statement we're ready to do before we hear. 
So Yotsa Baskel Vomrulan, there was a Baskel that announced, Mi Gilo Bonai Rose, who told my children the secret? Shemalachi Asharis Mishtam Shemboy. This is something unique for Malachi. It wasn't like a question, it was like an amazement. Wow, the Yidden were able to reach what usually Malachim reach. Malachim devote themselves before they understand. As it says, Baruch Hashem Malachim. The Malachim will branch Hashem Gibeira Kech. They have a strong power. Oisei Devorim, they do Hashem's word. Lishmoya Bekoil Devorim. To hear, to listen, what, he, what, what, he, what he's going to say. So why do we say Oisei Lishmoya? If they do it, obviously they listen. They're ready to do before they hear. They're ready to do before they hear. That's Naisim and Ishma. So we see that they have this, they have this attitude of Naisim and Ishma. Right? So it was, uh, it was an amazement. And obviously it's created that the Eden did it because he did it by choice. Malachim, that's their nature. Right. It says in Shira Shirim, like the tapuach amongst the trees in the forest, so is Hashem. But somehow we're learning it that so, is the, so are the Yidin. The Yidin are compared to a tapuach tree. Why are they compared to a tapuach tree? Just like a tapuach tree. Its fruit grow before its leaves. The internal grows before the external. They got to the point before all that's around. The point was they accepted the mitzvahs, that's like the fruit. And then they said, yes, we'll get the leaves as well. We'll do the Torah as well. Now, I don't know who has an apple tree in his backyard, but the leaves grow before the apples. So what's going on over here? Tyson asked that question. doesn't work. I guess he also had an apple tree. He said, no, no, no. In Tanakh, tapuach doesn't mean an apple. In Tanakh, tapuach means an esrik. The Shia Shia, when it says tapuach, the Targum says esrik. Now, what about an esrik? An esrik grows on a tree for a full year or more, which basically each year the leaves fall off and grow again. So basically the esrik starts growing and it's there before the next year's leaves. So the, the fruit is there before the leaves. And that's why you then are compared to this esrik tree that that the tapuach comes before the leaves. That the, the fruit comes, I think that's where the, the idea of the apple and, and Ganadin came from. Because I think one of the opinions are that it was an esrik. And in the language of Tanakh uh, Rechachom, esrik could be called a tapuach. So somehow it became uh, a tapuach. It became an apple. None of, the, none of the opinions were that it was literally an apple. Okay. Fine. Hahu Tzaduki, it says, really it's mino. Mina usually means uh, 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 what do you call it? Uh, a Christian. Christian. Sometimes the meaning we refer to the Christians or an Epicurus, a regular Epicurus. Either way, sometimes it sounds like that it, that it referred to the Christians, and that's why it was always removed from the Gemara because the Sanders used to remove it. So he told them like this he was a guy, he wasn't a Tzaduk, he was a guy. The Chazil Rava, he saw Rava. The Kama'ayim Bishmaiti was learning a Gemara, or Gemara, he was before Gemara was written, but the Sugi of a Gemara, he was like thinking into it. The Yosva Etzbo Didei, and his finger was put to the Kara under his feet. He was, I'm sorry, sitting, you know, like on the mats, okay, sitting down with his feet, and his hands somehow were under his feet, and was pressing it down. 
They commit, he pressed it without realizing he was so involved in the sugya, he didn't realize. They come and his and his fingers are flowing with blood. It was like a real deep cut, it was really flowing with blood. He didn't realize. See, he, this guy or this mean didn't like it. Normally, he told him, You Jews, I'm a Pazizah. You're what's the, the exact translation? It's uh, a nation that's too quick, irresponsibly quick. They're Paziz, they, they know they take upon themselves things. The Kadmisu He said, Yes, yes, you're ready to accept the 30. You, you made your mouth speak before you heard. You know what you're accepting? You know what you're getting into? Why are you running to accept? So also the same thing. You're so involved in your Gemara. You don't even think. You press your fingers. Why are you pressing your fingers? You're still behaving in the same irresponsible haste. You should first hear. If you're able to handle it, take the Torah. If not, tell him, no, I'm sorry, I can't take it. No, 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 you're making a mistake. We behaved with him trustingly. We were, we were simple, simplistic, and we trusted him. What will we get as a result of that? It says, The simplicity, the, the simple acceptance, simple trust. Of the straight, the, the people that behave in a straight path will lead them to the reward to Ganei Teilam Abba. But Hanach Inchi, but those people, the Sagon Bali Lusa, that they are very smart, they walk in a very smart way. Nah, we want to test them. Who says? I don't know. Tell me. Ksibu, it says about them, the crooked way of those that rebel will throw them away in where. In, in the, as they call the eternal, uh, whatever you call it, eternal barbecue, they, they, they'll throw them into the furnace, they'll throw them into the punishment. They're not going to gain much from being so clever. You don't have to be so clever. Hashem says you could trust. Fine. So the summarize we learned today. Summarize we learned today. First, we brought a Brisa and Seder Oilom, which says that Yitzhak Mitzrayim was on a Friday, which that means that Ishkhaydish Sivan was on a Monday. And that follows Rabbanu's opinion. And then we have a Braisa, which Rabbi Yosi goes through each day what Moshe did. And then he says, but on Friday, not on Friday, on Vav, Sivan, he was too busy. He was too busy giving the Torah. No, no, no. He was too busy preparing for Shabbos. So it fits with Rabbi Yosi and everything is fine. Came an Amir and he said, Hashem is so special. He made the Torah be given in a triple way. So Chassidus explains, the Rebbe explains the idea of uh, triples, the fact that it's a combination of the uh, Ruchnius and Gashmius, so this Ruchnius is higher and Gashmius is lower, and like, the combination between the two, that's the third path, that's the idea of Torah. So everything is in three. The Torah is divided into three. Torah, Levim, Iksuvim, Didenar, Kainim, Levim, Yisraelim. Moshe was the third in his family. And it was on the third day of what? Of separating from the wife. So we see that the Amiraim accepted Rabbanon's opinion that on the third day the Torah was given. Then the Gemara says that Hashem put the Harsinah on top of them and said, if you don't accept the Torah, too bad. Because although they accepted it already, maybe they'll back out. You have to accept the Torah. Oh, that gives them an excuse, a disclaimer. If, 
If they don't keep the Torah, they could say later on, we didn't really want to take it. But that expired already, because by Purim, they accepted it willingly, either because of the Nessus, as she says, or according to Chassidus, because of their devotion. By the Xayda, on Messias Nefesh, they brought out the Yechida, the fact that it's their connection to Torah, it's their true self, and that never, never expires. Now, before Matan Torah, the world was, Yoda was afraid, because if you don't accept the Torah, there's no reason for the world to be here. But then when he didn't accept the Torah, the world sighed a sigh of relief, and the, they were able to, to continue existing. In Matan Torah, they, they said, nice of Anishma, and they received two crowns of glory because of that, and it was removed by Chaita Egel. But we're going to get it, and Moshe got them all, and we're going to get them all back when Mashiach comes. Um, when they said Naisiv and Ishma, Hashem said, one second, this is this is fit for Malachi. He's like amazed, so to say, that the Eden were able to have that devotion of accepting Hashem's Torah before even here. Now, Goy didn't like that. He saw Rav sitting on his fingers and it was flowing blood. But, uh, and he said, ah, you're behaving like before Martin Torah. You're not thinking. You accept the Torah before you know what you're accepting. So, Robert told him, it's worth it. To trust Hashem blindly is worth it. And that brings us to the right place. And if someone feels like he's more clever than Hashem, he'll end up in his own way. Yes. No.